Minds on the Masters, a uh, interview program dedicated to plumbing the brains of experts in the fields of art, science, and living authentically. My name is Jeffrey Minds, and our master for this evening is Gorgo Starr, stepbrother of Ringo Starr, the drummer of the Beatles, and considered by true Beatles fans as the fifth member of the band. His new book, Mama Said So, behind the Beatles of the 66 tour, just came out. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Minds on the Masters, Gorgo. How you doing? Hi, I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, um, in, in case you, there's any weird sounds, I just want to let the audience know, I'll let you know, Gorgo. I am recording at the home studio today. Um, so, you know, the quality is probably not where, it, you know, it usually is. And there's probably might, might hear some noises. Just ignore the noises. Can you do that for me, Gorgo? Yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up, I, I had to ignore noise all the time. So I'm, I'm perfectly good with that. Yeah, well, I mean, that you know, that's as a good place to start as any, any because uh, you are stepbrother of Ringo Starr, um, you know, who, um, you know, famously was a drummer for the Beatles. You do drumming. Uh, so, I mean, what, when did, when did you, uh, when did Ringo come in your life? What was that story on that one? Oh, well, uh, I guess I was about seven and he, he's, he's around 10 years older than me, something like that. And so, uh, he came into my life when, uh, his mom and my mom, uh, met up, they had a book club that they would do. And, uh, anyway, um, I'd already been born, obviously, because I was seven. Yeah, yeah, and, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so uh, we started hanging out a lot. Um, this was a long, long time ago now, but uh, we'd just, you know, play with Lincoln Logs, stuff like that back in the day. And then uh, Ringo was how old? You said se what, was 10 years older than you? Yeah, yeah, he's about, he was probably about either 17 or uh, maybe like 22. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Playing Lincoln Logs, right on, right on. But um, you you know, you became the step brother eventually. Uh, how was yeah. how was that? You know, I mean, obviously there was a bit of a a bit of a background. You two were hanging out. You were you were you know maybe you were there while they were Ringo was playing the drums, and you know there was some sort of marital situation. Can you you know maybe like expand on that on that sort of sort of idea of what went on with that? Yeah, definitely. So, um, basically my, uh, my mom only is she, she was divorced, uh, for about, uh, I want to say like five years at this point. I never what? really knew my dad. Um, and so that was part of why Ringo's mom and my mom were hanging out so much doing the book club, stuff like that. But, uh, eventually she, uh, tragically died in a, a car accident at some point. Um, oh yeah, that that'll and, do it. Uh, that'll do it. That'll that'll Paul knock McCartney you right out. Driving the other car. Oh um, wow! Wow. And yeah, they both died, both of them. But uh, that that was when Ringo's mom decided to adopt me into her family because I'd already been so close. Yeah, what was the mom like? Uh, Ringo's mom is. I will say this. I. My mother was a microbiologist, and so she always was pushing that on me. You know, she really wanted me to follow in her footsteps. She was always, like, getting me to work on all of these experiments with her, like, always looking at uh, molecules. Um, trying, trying, to really small, trying to make you small? Trying to make you small? 
Yeah. No, that was that was definitely I I mean clearly you've read my book because uh I touch on that a little bit at the beginning how um most of the experiments were trying to like honey I shrunk the kids me. Um and it, it never really worked. That's a good uh, movie. But I I think I think that she would have been able to if she just hadn't been killed in that car accident. Well, yeah, but I mean what what uh that's you know, but I mean, what's what was Ringo's mom like? You know, like what oh, are we right. what that are we talking? What yeah. are, what are we talking about? Right. You know, what's what, what's the pack? Sorry, it it's just it's it's something I've already lived through, so I felt like you know I didn't really have to explain it. But uh, essentially, um, because I came from this micro microbiology background, uh, when I got to Ringo's as a, house as, as and, a as a when was this as a seven year old? Hmm. I think at this point I was probably, I would say anywhere from eight to twenty. At this point, it was somewhere smart, in there. Smart kid, smart kid. Huh. Um, yeah, I see. That's the thing. So I, I was growing up in this background, and then I get into this house where Ringo's always playing the drums, and you know he's famously a right-handed drummer, and so. Um, you know, microbiologist, uh, you are able to get the most accomplished if you're left-handed. And so, uh, yeah, uh, his mom was trying to constantly force me to be a right-handed microbiologist or maybe even a right-handed drummer like Ringo was at the time. And uh, she was just very, like, restricting on me. Like, no, you will enjoy the arts. You will have a career in music just like your older brother. She always said that, your older brother. And I was like... He's not my real brother, you know, like just classic oh, kids yeah. bickering, yeah. whatever. But yeah, um, no, that's that's that yeah, you know that's that's like that's tough. I mean, so uh, you're obviously there's been some pre- you got some pressure on you. Um, you got Ringo's oh, yeah. mom, who we haven't discussed the package on yet, but we can come back to on that. We can we can get more into that mom a little later. But um, so you got the, the got her. She's trying to get you into the music. Um, are you are you into the music? Did you get into it? I mean, you know, uh. Uh, what, what did it, did it finally stick or, uh, what, what was the story with that? How did you, uh, how did you get, uh, involved in the Beatles ultimately? Well, it it was kind of hard at first, uh, but I, I did want to, like, I wanted to live up to her standards, you know, um, I felt like I needed to please her in some way. And, uh, so I did give in to that and I, I started playing the drums. Uh, I would do some this is before the Beatles, of course. Uh, so Ringo and I had our own band. It was just us. We were called um, the Brother Star. Uh, the Brother though, Star. Uh, yeah, and at this point, we actually hadn't taken the star name. We were still Starkly. So uh, I don't really understand why we were calling it that. But I guess maybe that's where that last night well, kind, kind of a kind of a premonition or something. You know, I mean, there's yeah, like, yeah. You know, music can kind of open up these these ways to sort of feel what's going on in the around you and you know maybe you know you know go into the time and see ahead you know it's there's a you know music's real powerful man real music real powerful real powerful um what makes the beatles so powerful i never i you know i'll be honest i never i know i you know it's not the kind of music i listen to you know i most of the music i listen to i'm at i'm at the paintball range or something you know but uh so i don't hear a lot of it but what's what's what are the what are the beatles what makes them so powerful what what what's up with them 
That's a, that's a good question. I haven't actually been asked that before. I think one of the biggest things is how collaborative we all were. I mean, like all five of us, anytime we were hanging out, it was just like individually we are our own people with our own ideas and we're always bouncing off each other. I remember like one time George, he was like, oh, I have this idea for a song. And Paul was like, yeah, me too. And they started talking over him and like stuff like that is just awesome for collaboration where like all the voices are heard and everyone always has an opportunity to speak. And that's something I feel like with like the brother star, when we had that band, it was just Ringo and I, we were just playing drums, both of us. There were just two drum sets on stage. And like in hindsight, that doesn't really work because you kind of need other instruments. Yeah, it was like, uh, once we there... all got together. Was there vocals too? I mean, or was it just two drum sets? Just no, it was it was pretty much just drums, and you know that's what we we here here's how we looked at it. We both excelled at the drums, like we're we're equally good at drums. So I felt like, and and I think Ringo will attest to this. We just knew what we were good at and we wanted to stick to only that because if you go too far past that then you start to lose the crowd so we go out there we start playing drums and people were always impressed they were like howling at us they were like throwing things on stage for us to catch and we would start like using those as drumsticks it was like a whole variety hour wow now that sounds that sounds that sounds pretty cool actually i I think i'd you know i I, I, they could put that at the paintball range. I'd check it out. Um, but so, so, uh, you, you know, you, you end up, what was, what was it? What was the, tell us, tell us how you met the Beatles. You, you're playing the, the brother's star. Um, you're doing your drum routine. It's, it's clearly, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, it just get the attention of what would become the Beatles. What was that like? What was that first encounter? Oh man. <laughs> it right out the gate you could tell they needed me they needed me for them to be great and that's something that i i've always felt like especially with like never having a father losing my mom at an early age uh, having this new mom that is just kind of harder on me like needing someone to need me was a a feeling i always felt deep down and gosh I've, i've never really talked about this before i'm opening up more than I thought I would, but uh, it it was basically just they saw the Brother Star perform, and they had a drummer at the time. That's what's funny about this whole story. They realized that without me, they were not going to become the Beatles, and so after the show, they came to both of us, and they said, we have to have you in our band, and I was like, well, let me say right now, I'm not doing anything unless my brother Ringo can come with me. So you, you, in a way, you know, you're, you're looking out for your big bro, your, your beefy big bro. He's trying to, you know, they want to bring you in, but you, you insist that, that, that bro comes along and that, and that's kind Mm -hmm. of ironic, I guess, when it played out. I mean, you know, like uh, it's considering, and I guess I'll state the obvious, most people don't know Gor- Gorgo Star. Um, I, I'll be honest. I, I until, until I, you know, flipped through a couple of pages of your book and you know saw your little bio on your website. I'd never heard of you either. So I mean, how come? What happened? What, what happened with that? You know, Beatles popular Gorgo Star. 
Where, where's Gorgo star in this? I, I think, you know, a lot of things get misconstrued over time. And as all of us got more famous, um, there's just less opportunity for all of us to have the spotlight anymore. Um, sometimes some people aren't going to get asked questions in the interviews. That's just a fact. And sometimes it's going to be Gorgo. Sometimes it's going to be John, you know. Um, so I think it's just people tend to see what they want to see. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times I'm, I'm much shorter than all the other Beatles. And so whenever they would, uh, you know, take photos and there's all of this crowd around us, uh, maybe the photo only captures four of us. Or maybe when we're on the telly, as uh, as we call it now, um, maybe oh, that's because it's camera... that's a British thing, right? Yes, yes, yeah, and, about, and I that. I'm yeah, technically American. Um, I was born R- really across the pond, but I'm I'm adapting to this this language. How do you, how do you like it? How do you, how do you like how do you like in the states? It, it's it's pretty nice. The well well I'm I'm from the states. No, uh, the UK is where I am now. That's oh. where I'm I'm calling in from now. Well, how you like how you like the UK? It's it's good. It's good. They they have all kinds of nice food. They've got a they've got this one place. Uh, it's called McDonald's. What's that? Uh, what what's the UK stand for anyway? Uh, it it actually sounds uh, uh it stands for um United Kings. Uh, it it's all about um they just want all the kings to <laughs> be friends again. <laughs> yeah yeah i could see that yeah i could see that happening ah uh, well you know what well you know what we're we're coming up on about um we're coming up to about uh uh 15 minutes into this this interview uh we're talking i'm chatting with gorgo star stepbrother of ringo star of the beatles uh talking about uh his tell-all book mama said so behind the beatles on the 66 tour uh one of the really cool things and this is exciting for me because, like, as I've said before, I've never really listened to the Beatles. So this is this is new. I haven't listened to this yet. I don't think anyone's listened to this yet because you you got what you've brought on to Minds on the Masters with with Jeffrey Minds. You've got some recordings. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, so um, secret backstage recording from 66. What's this first one? What's what's the story on this first one? Um, you know, uh, I think that it kind of speaks for itself, honestly. It's just, uh, this is one of those, those moments, uh, where we are all a little, um, tense, uh, a little anxious and, uh, we're just all trying to keep it together. All right, right on, right on. I mean, let's, uh, so we'll, we'll cue that up. We'll get that going. Um, and when we come back more from Gorgo Star, please stay tuned. Every time I look, all I see is you. Every time I think, all I think is few. I do. I want to be outside. If I cannot find what I like out there, 
Every time I think, I think of you And what is it that I'm doing to Oh no Hey, we're the Beatles, check out my packs. I'm George, I'm John, I'm Paul, I'm Rex. That's not one of the Beatles names, oh no. Let me tell you about our friend. He might be one of our little buddies. His name Gorgo. A buddy, he's even the step brother of Ringo Starr. Friend of the family, he sits up at night. Breath stinks of alcohol, equine. Beatles, 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 Ringo's mom, you know, that's why I just, that's the only reason I keep bringing it up. I'm trying to like get an idea of what the mom, what the package there is, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, can you, you going to tell me, are we going to talk about this or you, you know, well, um, something maybe, maybe not for on air. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're back. Uh, this is minds on the masters an interview program with, uh, Gorgo star, our master, this evening, stepbrother of Ringo Starr, uh, known primarily as the drummer of the Beatles, uh, mostly. And uh, Gorgo, fifth member of the Beatles, uh, speaking at long last, uh, or something yeah. like that. How you doing? How's it going? Oh, it's going great. This is fantastic. I'm, I'm just very happy to finally have an opportunity to just, you know, tell all like, like I've been able to. Yeah, and and you know you said a lot of there's a lot a lot of things there you've, there's a lot of words in this book that you just uh, that's that's coming out soon that you wrote. Mama said so behind the Beatles on the '66 tour. What's the um What's the background on this title? Mama said so. I mean, you know, what's what's uh wh where's that come from? Where's that coming in? Where's that coming from? I I definitely don't want to talk about too much just because I I want people to maybe buy the book and read it for themselves. But I will say. Uh, you know, uh, Ringo's mom, my, my stepmom and, um, and his mother, we, we didn't get along Ringo and I, once the band got together, uh, there was, there was a little bit of bickering because I, I mean, as I said before the break, he only came into the band because I told them I'm putting my foot down and I'm only joining the band if Ringo can come. And I, I kind of think that he resented me for that since I was the younger stepbrother. And so, uh, 
he he was constantly trying to get me out of the band and coming up with any excuse like uh you're too small to be on the stage if you fall off then uh it will be such a great height uh, for you to fall off from because of how small you are. And so you're, you're a real little and, guy, huh? You're a little tiny fella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he used to put me in a little backpack and carry me around. Um, but uh, anyway, that's, yeah. my that's nice. Um, that's nice. It, yeah, I mean, growing up, growing up, we were great together. But it, it was really once the Beatles got together that problems started to rise. And, and so uh, his mom always really struggled to get us to get along and uh so basically it was just um i mean as the title says uh she one day she pulled him by the ear and she said young man you're going to let your stepbrother go on this tour and if you don't if you do not take him with him with you and all of the other beatles george john and paul <laughs> And I will not let you perform at the Hollywood Bowl. And then Ringo was like, it's not the Hollywood Bowl, mother, or whatever, you know, like. Oh, yeah, I, they sound like that. They how do he sound sounded, like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he he tried to explain where they were actually performing. She was like, I don't care and all of that. And basically, I went on tour with them. Because she stood up for me the same way I stood up for him. And uh, so, yeah, a, a lot of the fights that all the Beatles got in throughout uh, our our little bender, I would call it, of a, of a musical career. Um, during all of that, any time we got in fights, they would always like, nah, 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 nah. Oh, and Gorgo can't come on stage with us because George already has a G name, and so we can't have two Beatles with with a G name. That will confuse all yeah. everybody. And uh, I'd say, well, Mama said, and then say my my spew, and that always won. Like every time I said that, that's when they knew. Okay, yes, we have to let Gorgo come with us. I mean, you know, I I can see now. You know, maybe why they've been so hush hush about about you and your contributions as the fifth member of the Beatles. I can, you know, I can, I can kind of get that. You know, you're getting you're getting razzed by one of the band members' moms. I mean, you know, the Beatles they they tried to be these tough guys. They tried to really, uh, you know, um, to my understanding, I've never really listened to them. I'm assuming it's it's like some sort of rock and roll music. Um, but you know, they're rock and roll artists. They're trying to look tough. They're trying to like you know flex and uh, you know they wouldn't say that. At the time, they probably say something like, um, you know, oh, we're out here. Oh, we're, we're out here tiddlywinks and something, you know. Right. It's not very tough. You know, it's not like a tough rock and roll thing to have have uh, Gorgo's mom, Ringo's mom breathing down your neck. So I get it. You know, I kind of get it, honestly. Yeah. The, the only thing with that is that, like, back back then, like, yeah, they would always get upset at me for having to take me with them on anything they did. But anytime I wanted to do something, they always wanted to tag along. Like they, they would never let me just wow. like live by myself, just really? do things by myself. One point we were all gaining a fight and I, I just got up and I said, you know what? I'm going to India. And I, I go to the airport I'm buying my ticket. I turn around and guess who I see, but all of the Beatles Oh, that's and they're all idea. like, well, we're coming along too. 
Oh, so that was your that was that was that was all that was all you. You were you were groundbreaking at that point. You and they, and they I was were trying just, to get away from them. And then they just tagged along and then they, you know, they turn around, they make it a whole big thing. Um, I, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen, I mean, at least I think I've seen some pictures, I mean, you know, dressed like that and like the, you know, that outfit, that, that sort of style, but no, that's, that's wild. That's wild. Hey, I, you know, I while while we're on the subject, you know, you, you've obviously, you, you've dealt with these, these, these individuals, you've dealt with John, you've dealt with, um, George, you've dealt with Ringo. I think there's a Paul, maybe, I think. And you're dealing with these guys. What? So uh, why don't you rank them for us? Who's who's uh, you know, what's uh, let's let's get some rankings going. I mean, you know, that sounds that sounds like a good idea to me. Well, OK, I'll start with this. John was always the nicest. I'll just I'll get that out of the way right now. John was was just a little teddy bear. Couldn't hurt a fly. Um, always such a nice guy. Uh, George. He was kind of he was kind of uh an optimist when he shouldn't be. You know, every time we would because sometimes we just get in fights or sometimes we would be playing cards and he'd be losing or whatever the scenario and he'd always try to bring it bring it around and say like, well, you know, here comes the sun, he'd always say. And I just, I can't, I'm not a fan of that. I think that that's kind of a mentality and uh, an ideology I, I don't really uh, mess around with. Personally. Yeah, but, yeah uh, sort of that, like, I've, I've heard this on, I've heard this before, people, I've seen this before, this idea of toxic positivity, where yes. you're you're really, you know, you're really happy, but you've got no chill at all. You've got no exactly. chill at all, and it puts everyone else, you know, it, it harshes everyone else's, you know, chill, mellow, whatever you want to call it. You know, I get that. I get, I've, I've, met, I've dealt with those people, and you know what? I, I Those people, just keep them away from me, you know what I'm saying? Just keep them away. Oh, yeah. No, that that was how I was feeling, too. So I, I guess, so for my ranking, I'll say I'll put Ringo at the top just because he is my stepbrother. Um, and then I'll put John because he was just the nicest guy. And then I'll put I'll I'll put George honestly because I I have some beef with Paul myself. Uh, just some some dark memories with him that uh I'd prefer not to elaborate on too much. Well, I I mean you know I you know I don't want you know as an interviewer I gotta I gotta I gotta ask you can you can you can you share a little bit more about that because okay, you know this is fine yeah this is this is you it is a tell all. And I'm, you know, I want to, I want to be told all, you know, that's, that's, that's how it goes. Okay. I'll tell you a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. Here Basically, we go. this is something I've never told anyone. Okay. So never you just told have to anyone. Not to share okay. All right. This is not in my book. Paul is a Christian gospel freak. He is obsessed. He cannot get enough of it. And he just constantly wants to spread the word of God. And look, that's fine. That's good. I think that some people should do that. But when you are on a tour bus and it is just you and him awake and everyone else is either asleep or they're working on some music that you really want to get a part of, it is not a good situation to be put in. He's always asking me, any time that we're alone, he's just constantly. Doesn't it? Doesn't it scare you? 
that when you die, there's there's nothing for you because you don't believe. Well, Questions well, like that that just I. It gets tiresome after a minute. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I, I, no, totally. I mean, once again, you know that the 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 chill the chill is off. You know that's 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 a little that's warm. That's warm to hot. You know that's not that's not at all what you want to do. I mean, and and I guess let me let me uh, you know it, how did that play with that whole John Lennon Jesus thing? I mean, you were on tour after he said that. Was that kind of like a was that kind of like a jibe the bigger than Jesus thing? I mean, what, how did that play out? No, I I think the problem there was actually that Paul had got to John and Paul started to show him, you know, Jesus's teachings and John started to read the Bible for himself. And he he came to terms with his own mortality and everything. And um, he he started to feel like he needed to spread the message in a way that he could without getting in trouble. Uh, he kind of I, I would say he got even more invested than Paul did at that point. And so he wanted to bring Jesus's name to attention. He felt like, you know, we are so big and no one's talking about Jesus Christ or, you know, the good word anymore. So he was like, what can I do to bring awareness to this? And in that moment, he it clicked for him. He told me this backstage afterwards that he was so scared saying that because he didn't know if people were ready to hear what he had to say. But he was saying it like as a like he was scared. He, he was telling the world, we are bigger than Jesus. This is an epidemic. You know, we need to do something. We need to all band together. Stop listening to the Beatles. Start listening to the good word. Start going to church, whatever you need to do. But this is a serious problem. We are bigger than him. And and that's not what we want to represent, according to John and Paul, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's wild. That's wild. I, I mean, you know, it's almost like a false flag at that point. You know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, uh, just like something, uh, uh, you know, where they're come, they're, they're, they're trying to come at it in one, one way, and then you're coming at it a different way, or I guess John's coming out a different way, but like the goal, you know, is like opposite, to the to the thing it's saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it really backfired for him, and he regretted it immensely afterwards. Um, you know, he he uh, also kind of once him and Paul stopped hanging out as regularly, uh, both of them realized that uh, they hadn't even been reading the Bible; they had just been reading uh, uh, this wet, damp magazine that happened to have like a, a an ad printed in it. Uh, for a church, huh. you a fan of Jesus? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, he's he's made some good stuff. You like his music? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I don't listen regularly. I'm more into like an avant garde jazz myself. But he he's made some good stuff. All right, right on, right on. All right, well, we're we're coming up uh, once again. We're about uh, two thirds of the way through the show, give or take. Um, we got another, as mentioned earlier, we got Gorgo Star. We're talking to Gorgo Star. He's on the other end of the line, uh, and uh, stepbrother Ringo Star, fifth member of the Beatles. Um, 
And uh, one of the coolest parts about having you on is the fact that you have uh, these secret recordings that uh, have never been listened to before. Do you want to give a little background on this next one we play? This uh, this uh, uh, practically unknown Beatles uh, uh, track. Yeah, I mean, uh, this this is coming from uh, our hearts. This is a, a moment that is all of us uh, very vulnerable and uh, just, you know, letting it loose, opening up in a, in a way that we didn't know we were capable of uh, until we'd been brought to this point because of the tour. All right. Awesome. This that, that you know, this 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. We'll cue that up. And uh, once that's over, we'll be back once again with Gorgo Starr, fifth member of the Beatles, stepbrother of Ringo Starr, and our master on Minds on the Masters. I'm Jeffrey Minds. Please stay tuned. You know, I, I, for a long time, I thought Ted Nugent was Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I I still believe that. He's got the looks, you know, he's got the pipes. It's the full package. I, I feel like that's the only person that could be at this point. I, I mean, you know, Kid Rock's up there, but um, uh, and we're back to Minds on the Masters, an interview program. Uh, our master this evening, Gorgo Starr, uh, stepbrother of Ringo Starr, drummer of the Beatles, and considered the fifth Beatle uh, member. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. I'm having a blast. Yeah, no, this is this has been great. Um, I mean, so uh, we were just talking about how uh, you're on the tour. Um, the 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 relationship with the other the other members of the band is a little it's a little tense you know the there's just there's no chill at all going on after a certain point um what what was the um what made you leave ultimately was it was there one thing that happened or was it just like a matter of uh a matter of like trying wanting to get away from it all what what's up with that uh it, it ultimately just boils down to the fact that Ringo is my ride yeah. Yeah, that was it. Uh he left. He said he didn't want to be a part of it anymore and I said I'm going with him. He's he's going to drive me home and he did. And that was that was it. That was that was it for Gorgo Star and the Beatles, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was a it's a day I regret now looking back, but uh you know, I obviously I could have just taken a double decker bus or something home later oh yeah on they have I they have those in the in, in britain yeah i know i've heard of that oh yeah that's those. the only only vehicle really on the road these days uh especially after the car accident with my mom they kind of banned a lot of vehicles after that but oh uh, wow wow yeah oh man that's tough yeah, i couldn't I mean you know i got this camaro and i'm just you know i'll take that baby down to the wisconsin dells and just do do circles like i couldn't imagine but hey, I mean, you you seem happy. You're enjoying it. I mean, you know, it's different, it's different stuff. You know, for different people. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I live in a pretty walkable community too, so uh, I don't really need uh, 
cars anymore. Um, but you know, one thing that I've always felt like I did need was, you know, friends, family, people to surround myself with that I can consider homely people. And, uh, so that's why I say I regret it now because like I said, I could have just taken the vehicle. I could have even walked home. It was probably about like a quarter of a mile down the road. So, so uh, I mean, you, you got, me have to, you got, if you got friends and family and loved ones now, how'd that work out for you? Uh, you know, I, here's, here was what my mindset was when we were leaving. I was like, you know, I need to go with Ringo. He, he's my big bro. At this point, I wasn't calling him my stepbrother anymore. I was calling him my big bro. And, uh, so I felt like I need to go with him. And, uh, then, uh, he and I kind of grew apart and I didn't really keep up with any of the other Beatles. And now I just kind of live alone, uh, with my, my one sheep that I own. Uh, <laughs> <there's> the... <laughs> yeah. 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 You still anyway, making music? So my one sheep. Oh, oh, no, oh go on oh. with the sheep. No, no, let's, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was a, a no, bad no, no, interviewer. Foul. Let's, talk, let's hear about the sheep. Let's hear about the sheep, man. I'm, 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 I'm curious. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't have to talk about him. I no, guess. what's going on? It's what's just, going on with him? What's going on? Not looking too good recently, man. Oh, uh, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, he's he's been getting a lot of ulcers, and uh, I'm just worried about him. Oh, like a, know. like a, like in the. Like in your stomach or something, or like, you know? No, he just—he's been eating, eating them that they've been uh, removed, and we live right next to it, the chemical waste plant, and they just kind of throw them away in the the trash can outside. And he's getting into it a lot, so yeah, that's why he has so many. He, he does have a lot of ulcers in his stomach, but they're they're like not his, though. So. That's crazy, um, man. That's crazy. That's kind of why I'm so worried. You still making music? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I can't stop now. See, I used to love microbiology when I was seven. Because but I've was grown it, up. Because you're, you're such a small dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I didn't really, I didn't know the whole world at the time and how much there was to explore. And even growing up in music with drums, I didn't realize that there were these other opportunities to, uh, you know, perform and so now I, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, I'm really into avant-garde jazz and, uh, I'm trying to, I'm working on an album currently, uh, with my sheep, actually, uh, we have our own band and, uh, we call ourselves the stars and the sheep. What's, uh, what's the sheep play? Uh, the sheep kind of just baz a lot like that. Uh, so like, um, so like, so like vocals. Yeah, I guess you could you could call it that. Uh, I'm trying to work on a better title because I just uh, I don't like attributing vocals to a sheep. It kind of undermines uh, my own performance. I feel like to say that the sheep's on the vocals, uh, but don't tell him that because uh, I already promised him that that's what we would call it. Uh, I'm I'm more calling uh, his instrument pet sounds. It's this own thing I came up with. Um, and that's also going to be the name of the album, Pet Sounds. Uh, I just thought it sounded good, and he is my pet, so it's going to be the sounds that he's making 
and that way I can get away with not having to say the sheep does vocals. No, that's 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 legit. That's legit, man. Uh, all right, so uh, we're gonna do. We got this segment. We end mind on the masters with Jeffrey Mines. I'm Jeffrey Mines, and what we're about to do is called the Masters Mind. Um, so you know, this is you know to celebrate, to showcase, to sort of like really get it deep in those wrinkles of the master's mind you you're the master gorgo are you are you feeling up to it are you ready to do a ready for it i i was not ready for this but i i I feel confident enough i i can do it yes let's do it okay all right so uh here here we go here we go this is a a pretty open-ended question but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to justify these these picks. You got to make the Beatles too. You got to make it. Okay. Someone hand, hands you the keys to the kingdom. Um, you know, I imagine it's like a big key. Like you might get like the city when the city gives you a key, like on the TV shows. Like that's the keys. You've been handed the keys to the Beatles too. It's got. You've got to. You've got to really nail this. It's got to be the thing that takes off like crazy. Who are you getting for the Beatles too? Anyone? Anyone in music uh today? Anyone in music today? You need four members. Uh doesn't I, have to be I a drummer. Oh, oh, all right. All right. You see that's that's the master's mind in action right there. Just bam. Uh all right, Gorgo. The Beatles too, who's in it? So starting off with lead guitar, I gotta go Ed Sheeran. Uh I think he's just perfect. For that sound like if you're making the Beatles 2 and you want it to be as successful as the Beatles then you need someone who is right up there with George Harrison so I'm going Ed Ed Sheeran for that Ed Sheeran on the uh on guitar all right all right uh who's who what what you got lined up next who's who's next for the Beatles 2 next I'm gonna go Chris Martin on vocals uh, I think he just brings a sound that you can't really, you can't replicate it very easily. And uh, he'd just be perfect, especially like what Coldplay is doing now with their electric sound. That's something you'd need to, to bring into a band for them to be able to really compete in the industry now. All right. All right. Uh, who, who we got? Who we got next? Who we got next? We got guitar. Now, we got vocals. Um, who's like what? Who's who's next on the list? This one's a little bit of a curveball, but I uh, I think that we might be making a pretty good band if we bring him in. This is a name that uh, a lot of people might not recognize. Uh, if you do recognize him, most likely you probably hate him. But I think we should throw him a line, give him this opportunity. So I would bring in on piano bass and tenor sax tom york all right so this is already this is already way beyond sort of what the beatles were doing this is already way beyond because you've got you've got your classic guitar you've got a dude singing but now you've got tom york on three instruments at once do you like do you envision him Doing all three of these at once, or is this going to be some some recording magic? You know, what do you? How are you envisioning this? 
I, I think a lot of it's going to be um, recording magic, but I, I would love to see, like, whenever they do live performances, bring him in and him jump between instruments as as he's playing, just like, oh, here's here's the piano bit, now here's the solo, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I, I think he'd be good at that. And, and that's something that, like, when we performed back in the day, we only had the four instruments on stage. And then of course me playing back up in the in, off stage. Cause there wasn't enough room on stage. Um, but I think if we, if we want this to be like as good, if not better than the original Beatles, we're going to have to throw in a little more effort than they were putting in, you know, like just playing guitar, bass, drums, vocals, that doesn't sell anymore. You need to bring in something fresh. And I think that even though Tom York might be kind of a, a lesser known name, he would bring that talent that would really like rejuvenate people's interest in, in the type of music that they would be making together. All right. So, so as we're going through the Beatles too, let's, let's, let's backtrack. We've got um, Tom York, Grand Piano, uh, alt, was it alto saxophone and bass? Tenor, tenor sax. We don't. We're not going to have any alto sax. Uh, we had um, gentlemen from Coldplay on vocals, and we had on uh, on guitar Ed Sheeran. Uh, what's What's left? I guess. I guess the the last one is 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 the drumming. Who's Who's drumming? Who's drumming in the Beatles too? You know, I I would have to say if you if you really are wanting to like consider this the Beatles too, then the only way to go about it is to bring one of the original Beatles back on for this new band. And who better than to bring on a current living Beatle who is exceptional at drums, who most people would say is one of the most famous drummers, uh, one of the most talented drummers. So I would cast myself. I would say Gorgo Star should should play drums for Beatles too. But there, there we have it. I mean, you know that. I, I, I'll be honest. I, you know, I'm not really. I don't really know music too well, but I think I can sort of. I can sort of imagine what this would sound like, and I think you know, based off of what my imagining is, I think it's got legs. I think, I think, I think it could do something. I think this this iteration of the Beatles too, I think is is going somewhere. I think it, I think it's it really is, really, really is. Well, uh, well, Gorgo, um, I think that's uh, that's about it for Minds on the Masters. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. You have any uh, parting thoughts for for the listeners for for all the people out there tuning in? Uh, yeah, I just I want to say something really deep and introspective, real fast, um, and maybe a little uh, perversive. When I was growing up. I struggled a lot to find out who I was. And, you know, a lot of people that do know who I am would consider me to be the silent Beatle of the Beatles. And so I just want to tell everyone out there, if I'm able to grow into myself, find myself, and be this famous rock icon that I am now, 
anyone can do anything. Anyone can do anything. You just need to believe in yourself, have an older brother that is in one of the biggest bands of all time that you can tag along with, and supportive mom, you know? That's something people don't talk about enough is is uh, if you have a parent that's supportive of you, that's really going to going to change how you uh do things in life well i mean you know man that's that's well put that's well put and i i will agree um you know about moms i will agree about those man uh this minds on the masters has been an awcy fm production for old episodes of this program and uh, other programs you can go to awcyfm.com or if you're a chicagoan tune in on wlpn 105.5 fm lumpen radio every saturday 8 to 9 uh, p.m or catch it virtually at WumpinRadio.com. If you have something you'd like to discuss on the show, feel free to reach out by email at awcyfm at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for catching the show as always, everybody out there. And uh, we will close out the show with one last secret backstage recording of the Beatles provided by our, our guest from earlier, Gorgo Starr. Uh, please. Enjoy. It's been a hard day's night, and I'm like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. I should be sleeping like a log. But when I get home to you, I find the thing that you do will make me feel all 